0: Hi, my name is Roger Jackson, host of the Arise Podcast. Today I sit down with Jacob Prolo, pastor of Connections and Church Planning at Rooftop, as we sit down and talk about how to plan events. Welcome back to the Arise Podcast. How are you guys doing? Uh, today I'm, gonna sit, I'm sitting here with Jacob. How are you doing, Jacob? Alright, Roger. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, this weather change in St. Louis, it's
1: nice butt. one week. Every
0: time. <laughs> Horrible the next. Yeah. Uh, so today we're gonna sit down and, and talk about, uh, kind of how to plan events and kind of what goes into, uh, into events and kind of more of a perspective of, uh, you know, since we have someone here who is on staff as a pastor at a church, kind of the ins and outs, uh, from, uh, all angles. So that's just kind of what we're gonna, we're gonna dig in today, dig into today. Um, so getting into that so like what kind of what kind of groundwork or like so I, I mean I know you guys do staff meeting every week so like how far in advance like like what what does it go into just to kind of even get started with an event
1: yeah so I, I'm actually gonna back up even beyond that for a second beyond staff meeting and say kind of the, the key, foundation for a successful event is the purpose behind an event. Uh, One of the things I've found in the churches I've worked at is that when events don't go well, very oftentimes it's because there's not a clear purpose behind that event, right? So is your event, um, you know, a celebration of something at your church? Is it an outreach? If it's an outreach, who's your target audience, uh, you know, what What are the goals of the uh, event? Are you just trying to spend money for the sake of spending money? Or are you trying to spend money on things that are going to bring the community in or are going to, you know, give people clear next steps to follow? I mean, these are all questions that you kind of have to answer when you're determining the, the purpose of an event. And, and here at Rooftop, uh, the big events, at least the big events that I oversee, are what we call ground floor events. The purpose of these events is to uh, offer activities and uh, outreach for people in the community who maybe don't normally come to church and to show them a little bit of what it's like to just simply be on and or in the church. Uh, and so this is uh, kind of the the driving purpose. Now, we have other purposes too, right? We want to have fun. We want uh, people to have a memorable time. We want to, uh, you know, equip people uh, to, to, you know, have some next steps to follow up with things like this too. But the big idea is community outreach for our events. So with those purposes in mind, uh, the way we basically approach it is this. There are kind of two seasons in the church where we do kind of a 30,000-foot big-picture overview, and those are uh, at the beginning of the calendar year, so in January, uh, typically, and then uh, during budget season. So for us, budget season... April budget season for us is uh, we've got, we have to vote on the budget in April. So we've usually got to be, you know, a little ahead of that March or so. Uh, And, and one leads to the other, right? So typically in January, we'll say, Hey, what do we want our calendar of events to look like for this coming year? We'll kind of scope, you know, scout some things out. We've got this normal event. We've got, for example, we have Summerfest almost always happens in August. Trunk retreat obviously happens in October, Christmas movie marathon, obviously happens around Christmas, right? There are things there, but then we've got other events that can move. We have a day of service that usually kind of rotates with Easter, depending on where Easter is. We have some nights of worship that can move based on other things, right? So in January, we kind of sit down, we kind of chart things out. We don't necessarily set the dates super firm then, but we get an idea of when things are going to be. And then by the time we get to March, we've got an idea of what do we need to budget for, right? What are the next things that we want to do? Um, and so by the time our quote unquote, uh, year starts, because our calendar year really starts in May for us, kind of the events year and the, the programming year really starts in May, um, we've got an idea of what we're gonna, what we have to expect for the next 12 months, and that kind of sets the stage for the event. Uh, we've got, um, some idea of at least when things are going to happen and the money and resources that we get to throw at them.
0: So I know you guys, obviously um, as staff have a lot to do. Obviously you guys are, you know, uh, spending a lot of different plates and, you know, have things that you guys are doing uh, around the church, but also relationally with people. And I know obviously it gets a little hectic for you guys. So, I mean, I mean, do you guys usually, I mean like, would you suggest a events team or like, you know, like, how, how do you, what's that, that level? I mean, is there a level in between what you're doing and, like, a volunteer as far as day of?
1: Yeah, and I think, really, the answer to this, Roger, depends on the size of your church. A small church uh, is probably going to have either a volunteer leader or a staff leader, kind of maybe one point person to kind of lead and run things and then hopefully some volunteers to assist with that. One of the, the churches I was at, uh, prior to coming here, a little bit smaller, there was kind of an events coordinator, and she would plan things, and then she would get volunteers to to execute things. And there there wasn't much uh, organization other than that. It was kind of a flat org chart. At a place like Rooftop, it's a little bit different. Uh, there's there's kind of uh, an expectation. Four events. They're the purposes of, of our events that are kind of handed down from the elders and the senior pastor. And then uh, certain people get tasked with them. Now, the way uh, we do it here at Rooftop is we actually break events up uh, into basically um, two kind of big categories and then there are subcategories in there. There are staff-led events and there is the events team-led events. Right, So a staff event is something like our night of worship right our worship pastor leads that event uh, we have a community parade that we do here every every year that 's led by our director of communications right those are those are staff led events yeah. but then we 've also got an event team and the event team is volunteer led and uh, there 's a point person for that but there 's also just a collection of people who serve there as well and and they lead other events so that 's even something we 've found is that when you don't give uh you know one staff person or you don't give one events team person you know something to do every month event wise it actually helps a little bit because you you kind of have two different teams working uh on things throughout the year and that kind of helps divide the responsibilities and the time commitment up which as you said helps us keep all of our other various yeah. plates spinning
0: as well yeah that makes a that makes a lot of sense um so this is kind of something I struggle with uh um You know me pretty well, I would say. And for me, it's harder. Like, when when I volunteer for an event, you know, I want to make sure, like, everything is done. Like, I want to do as much as I can and, like, make sure everything is done. And, you know, just kind of really am worried about that part, that aspect of, of serving. But how do you guys, like, how do you balance that for for, like, the expectation of a volunteer that they can, you know, they're there to serve and, and help an event go smoothly, but also for them to enjoy the event at the same time, you know, cause, you know, like we do summer fest and stuff. Like, of course, you know, like I want to go take my son to the, the bouncy house or trunk or treat. I want to, you know, walk him up the, you know, so he can get candy. But like, right. so how, how do you guys keep that balance? So either people don't get burnt out or not letting the people who would want to just do the whole thing. You know, kind of like, okay, you, you need to enjoy the event as well.
1: Yeah. Well, we're very free market here at Rooftop. So, basically what we do is we kind of break volunteer roles up into shifts. Uh, depending on the event, depending on the length of the event, sometimes, uh, you know, if it's a couple-hour event, we'll do four half-hour shifts. Or if it's a longer event, like a movie marathon, we'll, we'll break it up into hour-long shifts. But the idea is to kind of break the day, break whatever you're doing up into manageable shifts so that you can ask someone, hey, we're going to have a two-hour event. Will you donate half an hour of your time, right? Will you donate 25% of your time to helping uh, with that? We and we typically only ask people to serve in one shift. Now, right? some people want to go above and beyond and do other things. And our approach is basically, hey, if – If you want to serve the entire time, that's great. Um, Most of the time we don't need that, but occasionally we do, and we just kind of let people self-select in that way. And that's honestly one of the ways that we uh, denote future leaders is, hey, so-and-so has just been killing it as a volunteer uh, these past several events, maybe we can ask them about being part of the events team in the future. Uh, you know, they're here, they've been here, and they've been, they've been helping out a whole lot. But basically, Roger, to answer your question, we let people self-select uh, and really encourage folks, hey, if you're going to volunteer, make sure you're also enjoying yourself. Uh, and on the flip side of that, if you're coming to enjoy yourself, hey, would you consider volunteering as well?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really can appreciate that because for me, obviously – knowing you for a while, and my wife is currently on staff as uh, an administrator, like, it, it's easy for me to just want to make sure, you know, things go smooth and, like, just do whatever I can to, you know, get the event going as smooth as possible, you know, like, whatever anybody needs. But yeah. it is nice to also be like, okay, like, come and enjoy, you know, serve, but also enjoy that time, too. Yeah.
1: Well, and on that note, one of the things we've been floating as an idea is kind of an on-call Sort of team, uh, which would be our our hope for a, for you know maybe some of the staff members uh, and then key other individuals right like hey you're gonna be here enjoy yourself we don't need you to do anything but if some need comes up uh, can you drop what you're doing and help us yeah. right and one of the again depending on the size of your church this may or may not be feasible but one of the benefits we have here at Rooftop is multiple staff people uh, so for example we just had our night of worship a couple of weeks ago, and our worship pastor, he's leading things, he's running the show, right? But a couple of the other staff people are around, we're making sure that things are being taken care of, right? We're not working, we're not on call, we're not, you know, like actively on duty or something like that, but we're kind of on call, uh, so that we can enjoy the event, but also, hey, when this thing needs to happen, we know that we're ready to step up and go do things as well. So having that on call team uh, of, of people is, is really helpful for, you know, kind of finding the balance between working, 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 and uh, just making sure that you're enjoying some of the things that your church puts on as well.
0: Um, So, here at Rooftop, you know, we do our, uh, what we call the Summit Series, and, you know, we do uh, these little courses that uh, we we lead, uh, Was it, once a month that we try to Summit do? Summit is once a month. Yeah. Yes. And so, I was I was just curious as far as that, like, the, obviously I know there's differences, but... Is it kind of that same layout for smaller events? Or like, I mean, like, are you still, you know, getting all these on a the calendar? You know, at the beginning of the year, like, is it kind of the same at least template for smaller things like stuff like that, like small groups or, or things to that nature?
1: Yeah. So when we calendar at the beginning beginning of the year, uh, a lot of things are pre existing, uh, like a summit series, right? So typically Summit Series, happen on the third Friday of the month, right, or, or whatever the schedule happens to be. Um, that lets us kind of plan for things in advance, right? And then when you know, hey, the third Friday of the month is actually uh, Valentine's Day this year, you know, or whatever the case may be, right, you can, you can adjust from there. But, yeah, we kind we of build our calendar, start with the big things, uh, start with the the things that are going to be reoccurring and then kind of go on from there. And then to the, to the question of volunteers when it comes to smaller events, um, the way we do things at Rooftop is if a ministry puts on an event, they are tasked with leading the volunteer charge for that. So we had a, an equipping parents workshop a couple of weeks ago that our rooftops, our children's ministry put on. They were in charge of, setting up the tables and providing refreshments and putting up signage, right? They, they are in charge of the event. When Jeremy does a summit series, pastor Jeremy does a summit series event. Uh, he is in charge of setting things up. Uh, when I do a church planting meeting, right? Uh, my team and I, we are in charge of setting those things up. So, uh, we take a very team based approach to, to things here at rooftop.
0: Yeah. I think that's, that's a, a good way to, to do it. Uh, and I like the, also like the to equip leaders too. Like the to have you know other ministries doing some of the things that they might not normally do. It's kind of good to get that and you know get that as far as equipping them and getting them better at those positions. I think that's a that's a really good way to do it.
1: And and built into the way we we develop leadership here at Rooftop is every ministry leader has a staff supervisor. And one of the jobs of the staff supervisors is to provide support for ministry leaders as they're putting on events, but also just to see how those events went. So we have a Fostering Faithful Families ministry here at Rooftop. They support foster and adoptive uh, parents and family people who are walking through the, the process of foster care or adoption or, or are, are interested in learning more about that. And one of the cool things they do every year is a respite night where we, we, we kind of have volunteers from the church here, and then we advertise in the community, hey, if you're a foster parent or an adoptive parent, we would love to give you a night off. We'll watch your kids. We'll play some games with them. We'll uh, share Jesus with them, and you know we'll, we'll give you a night to go do whatever it is you need to do because you don't get to do that very often as a foster parent. Uh, last year, this event went great. There was a lot of people who showed up. Uh, there were, there were a lot of people who had the opportunity to serve, Uh, but afterwards I was able to meet with the leader of this ministry and say, Hey, what went well, what went, didn't we were kind of able to chart out a plan for next year. And then when we met recently, uh, to talk about the event, this year's event, before this year happened, we were able to revisit some of those things. So that's, that's, you know, part of the leadership process here is not only do you get support from staff people as a ministry leader, uh, but there's, there's kind of this ongoing process of feedback from previous events, lessons from previous events, and then trying to make future events better and better and better. And for example, this, this uh, respite night we're doing has twice as many kids signed up already uh, a couple weeks out. Uh, than the one last year did, and they're much more prepared to handle that this year because of the lessons they learned last year and because we were able to kind of uh, walk through some of those lessons together.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. It that actually was going to be the next thing I was going to talk about. I was going to talk about the the debriefing and, and kind of how you guys go about that after events because I know, uh, what was it? I think Mother's Day, I was in the kitchen doing breakfast, and uh, Jacob was my uh staff leader on that and we uh you know we got the food and got everything everything was done and i remember you know kind of writing out what how much food we went through you know how fast we were going through it and you know kind of sent that to jacob and you know sent that his way and so i was just curious like what what do you guys do like as far as you as a staff, and you with the ministry leaders, like what do you guys do after an event. Which again, I know you kind of touched on, but yeah, how does that work?
1: Yeah, so we always have a staff level debrief. Uh, one of the standing items that we have on our on our staff meeting agenda is um, event review. Right? Is there is there anything that's happened in the past week, or in the event that you know staff meeting the previous week was taken up by something else in the past couple of weeks? Uh, you know, what do we need to debrief from? Uh, what has happened, what went well, what didn't go well, or some things that we saw. Is there any feedback we need to provide to the team that put the event on? Those sorts of things. So that's a standing thing on our, our agenda. We always seek to uh, talk about those things and hit those things. And then uh, on the ministry leader level, it's the same sort of thing. Typically, we do the follow our follow-up with ministry leaders after the staff meeting debrief. So if there's any immediate feedback from an event, Uh, And then there's any staff feedback from an event, Uh, the ministry, the the staff supervisor can then take that to the ministry leader and say, hey, this is what we're seeing. This this is what's going on. And then a huge part of the staff supervisor role is, again, having that debrief conversation uh, with the event, uh, with with the ministry leader who put on the event. Uh, and making sure that we're all on the same page and ideas for next year. And then for me, we oftentimes use that as a springboard to talk about what's next as well. Uh, So, hey, you just did a great job with this event. What's the next thing coming up on your calendar? What are some ways we can kind of immediately apply those lessons we've learned to the next thing? And then, of course, huge in, in all of this is maintaining institutional knowledge. So one of the problems we had with this Mother's Day event that you were just talking about, Roger, is we had done Mother's Day events before, but nobody wrote anything down. And so we were trying to estimate how many gallons of syrup we would need to feed people uh, with with the amount of pancakes we were making. And uh, as anyone who comes to our church can still tell, we bought way too much syrup because there's something on the order of 12 gallons of syrup sitting in our kitchen still yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we'll find some creative use for at some point. Uh, but there were, we didn't have a basis, right? We really had to guess, uh, on some things. And now we know. Now this has been entered in, you know, we've got, we've got a spreadsheet on this. We've got some data on this. Uh, this is on the computers we have here. So that in the future, when anyone wants to go, hey, if we're going to feed 500 people and we have this many pancakes, how many gallons of syrup do we need? Well, now we've got that written down. Yeah. Uh, we've got that, that feedback kind of, uh, Entered into, the, entered into the system so that we can use that data moving forward as well. And that's, quite honestly, one of the biggest things that the staff people do. Uh, we got a lot of awesome volunteers here at Rooftop, but we don't necessarily expect our volunteers to remember all the ins and outs of everything yeah. year to year. That's one of the big things that the staff does as we kind of bring that c- collective knowledge uh, to the table and, and help our ministry leaders put on the best events possible.
0: Yeah, I think you guys do a really good job of that. I think us as volunteers and ministry leaders, I think you know we have good um, plans in, in in order, and I think we we do a good job of communicating. And so I think that's that's really important. Well, guys, I really hope you enjoyed our tips about events and how to plan them and and uh, kind of do them a little bit easier and kind of you know ways to look at it depending on size and stuff like that. I just hope you guys really enjoyed it. Um, you can. Listen to the podcast on uh, iTunes or uh, what's the other one? Spotify. Spotify. Yes, Spotify. Um, we are. I think now that we're on Apple, I'm, I'm sure I'm learning that there's a few other podcasting platforms through Apple. So apparently, since we are on Apple, you guys can listen to anything. You can listen to it on any of the Apple platforms. So nice. You know, we're 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 growing. Um, you can follow us on social on at the Rise Church STL and that's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so you guys can follow us, you can reach out to us on that, you can message us on either one of those if you have any suggestions about podcast episodes or anything like that. Um also since we're on the subject of events uh at Rooftop uh ninety one seventy two Gravel Road on December fourteenth from eleven to five we have a Christmas movie marathon. It's gonna be fire. Yeah, it, it's 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 a pretty pretty fun event. You know, people bring presents and they wrap presents and you know, we have the church decorated and we do movies all day. Santa so, makes an appearance, there's yeah.
1: cookies, there's popcorn, there's hot cocoa. Yes. Uh, we've uh, learned from feedback about some things that people liked last year yeah. and didn't like last year. <laughs> and it's going to be even better this yes. year.
0: So if you guys are free in the St. Louis area, you should definitely come out. Um, you can get the details and or register at rooftop.org movie. But yeah, if you guys are in the area on December 14th, you guys should come out thanks to jacob appreciate you talking to me thank you roger you guys have a good one thanks for listening to the podcast